0: I'm Sharien. welcome to Queen of the Hills Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Queen of the Hills Podcast. I'm your host, Sharien, and today we're going to be talking about the movie, Nope. I saw it over the weekend. Now I'm going to be, um, I'm going to try to leave my opinion of it to the end of the episode, um, but I'm going to be doing a very, very general recap, and then we're going to get into my opinion about it. Um, so again, the movie is Nope. And basically, the synopsis reads on Rotten Tomatoes, two siblings who run a California horse ranch discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above. And the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon by director, writer, and producer Jordan Peele and producer Ian Cooper. The box office gross in the US has so far been 80.6 million. It's got a two hour point 15 minute runtime. The distributor is Universal Pictures. And it is a horror, mystery, and thriller, and sci-fi genre. It is rated R, and it's in English. So, that's all the stats. If you have seen it, what did you think of it? Answer me in the comments. Um, Before we get into my opinion, um, I'm just going to say any opportunity I can have to see Daniel Kaluuya and Steven Yeun and Kiki Palmer in the same movie is an opportunity I'm gonna take. So first of all, Stephen Yoon, I know him as Glenn and so from The Walking Dead. So anytime I see him in anything, and I hope I'm saying his name right, is it Yun? It might be Yun. So Stephen Yun, anytime I see him in anything, I'm gonna be like Glenn is now a horse rancher or Glenn is now a theme park owner or Glenn was over there with, uh, what's his name, Buddy? The little monkey in the movie? We'll get there. Um, Glenn is that guy. That's Glenn. I, I don't know who Steven is. You keep coming to me about the Steven person. That's Glenn. And where is Maggie? Hmm? Was she at the theme park? Um, and then, of course, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, he also starred in another jo- Jordan Peele film, Get Out. The very highly acclaimed film, Get Out. And I freaking love that movie. Now, this is a weird thing. Uh, regardless of the genre or the tone, some movies, they have certain aspects. Sometimes it's the lighting. Sometimes it's like the glossy type of vibe. Sometimes it's the people. It's the tone of voice or it's the soundtrack. It's the backing track, the score of the movie. It could be a wide array of things, but sometimes a project will resonate with me and bring me comfort regardless of what's happening. So off topic a little bit, but to kind of restate that point, is um, Joe Kinda, Detective Joe Kinda, on ID Channel, I believe. He has a couple of different shows, but he is a detective and he talks about his greatest cases that he worked on. Um, and I personally feel like every, um, every police force, every, the FBI, everybody should fly Joe Kinda out to look at a case when they're stumped. I think everybody should just go be like, let's ask Joe before we consider this a cold case, ask Joe. Because Joe Kenda, you know what he talking about? Joe Kenda solved a, a murder in a bar. There was a mass shooting in a bar. And he solved it by a bracelet clasp that was left in the gutter. Joe Kenda can do anything. So, um, so basically, that's a true crime show, though. But something about it, I think it's his narration or his tone, it's a comfort show. And it, although the content can be heavy, because it's dealing with murder, it's still a comfort show, so when I need noise in the background, when I'm trying to study, when I'm trying to read, when I'm working, when I'm trying to paint my toenails, I don't care, I'ma put on one of my comfort shows. Joe Kinda is that for me, even though it has a grim type of vibe. Same with Get Out, Get Out is highly disturbing and it's highly disturbing to a lot of people because it's so close to real. It's, there's so many aspects that are realistic, especially for black viewers who've had so many very similar experiences And Jordan Peele kind of removes that it's not as outlandish as you think type of vibe. He likes to put that in your face and be like, you know when they do this, they could be stealing your brain. (laughs) And so he really does blur those lines and I think that's what makes it creepy for people. But Get Out, regardless of the creepy, it's got Daniel Kaluuya and Lil Rel. I'm definitely putting that on in the background. That's definitely being added to my comfort show. Another one is I'm Cooley High. Uh, which is really sad. I always stop it and rewind it, rewind, I'm so old. I stop it and restart it Um, right when he's looking for Cochise and catches him with his girlfriend. I I don't like to go beyond that point. If you know, you know Um, how Stella got a groove back waiting to exhale, like, black voices in the background, basically, I could've just started with that. So anyway, I can very much see Nope becoming one of those films, even with The Chimpanzee, it's still one of those movies that brought me great comfort, I felt familiar, like, they were telling me this brand new story that I've never heard, very original story, very original cast, Um, it also had Keith David in it, which, Keith David is an American staple in Hollywood, Keith David is that guy, and, It even had him in it. It just had all the faces that bring comfort to those of us who know. And so I can definitely see this being added to my list. So the cinematography was fantastic. I love the way that the camera also helped to tell the story. I liked how they handled cameras and handled footage in the film. I love that the the movie brought history. I loved Kiki Palmer's character against Daniel Kaluuya's character. So Daniel Kaluuya is O.J. Haywood and he plays the brother of Kiki Palmer's character, Emerald Haywood, and they're the children of Keith David's character, who is their father, and he owns this horse ranch that serves the purpose of putting animals in Hollywood, but horses in Hollywood, but in a safe manner with the animals' care and well-being first. First of all, I love that message, and I was not expecting that. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Also, a lot of film history, especially film history with black people, and these people are descendants of the first person to ever be recorded on film which was a black man a black horse jockey was filmed uh, on a horse and that was the first film and these are the descendants of that Hollywood royalty so we already know that there is some tension between the brother the sister and the dad so the brother and the dad work the horse ranch but the sister comes in after the the passing of the father spoiler 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 (laughs) don't throw tomatoes Um, and so we can already see that she is disconnected from the family business. We don't really know where she's been. We don't know what she's been doing, but we can tell that there's tension there. And then in the passing of the dad, I can kind of tell that Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ, he's got, you know, he was panicked and he, he, you could tell he thought he had a lot more time with his dad, but you could tell that there was a level of closeness that I didn't get from the way Kiki Palmer's character, Emerald, mourned her dad. It almost felt like missed opportunity, like someone died before we had a chance to make it right. And I got that vibe the entire film. And I never quite understood where that's from. Now, I only saw the film once, but I'm actually gonna go back again this weekend and see it again. I'm gonna go see it again. Um, I I, I need that time to digest. Um, But anyway, overall, the the critics' consensus has been admirable for its originality and ambition even when it when its reach exceeds its grasp nope adds spielbergian spectacle to jordan peele's growing arsenal and then the art the audience lord the audience says it may not be the movie you think you're going to get or even the one you want but either way nope leaves a strong impression as a true jordan peele original that was shady let me just say this the first part of that was right omit the second part omit the middle and keep the end so yes you're going to go in to see an alien film, and you're going to get a lot more. A lot more. The middle, or even the one you want, that's trash as hell. Because when I tell you what I ended up getting, it exceeded my expectations. Oh, I already told you my opinion. <laughs> Forget waiting to the end. Um, it exceeded my opinion. I really liked the movie. I, I was captivated by it. So. To me, the mark of a good movie is a movie that keeps me focused. It keeps me in it. It makes me feel like I'm in it. And I love that about Nope. Now, to be fair, I don't know if this was the original thought process. I understand why Nope was chosen because when black people see some bullshit, we don't investigate. We go, Nope, I'm out. I'm dipping. I'm the same way. I'm the same with, nope, you're going to have to come in my face and attack me. I'm not coming to you. I'm not coming to you. I'm not going to make it easy for you to get me. And I never know who the it is or what the get is going to be. But I know as a black person, I don't want it to get me. (laughs) That's just the basics of it. And so, yeah, I found myself in a lot of situations where I've been like, nope, not doing it. We used to have a house in Wills Point, Texas. It's East Texas, very much the boonies. And we lived very much outside of city limits. And we had a pond and uh, we built our house next to this pond. It was behind our house. And people used to tell me that people had drowned in the pond before we moved there. And the only reason they told me that is because sometimes I would wake up and there would be a lot of mist, a lot more mist than I'd ever seen across the pond. And then the moonlight would hit the mist and sometimes the mist would look like people just standing around. Sometimes the mist would look like people, and it would bug me. And you know what I did? Because I know I'm not going to get to tango with no ghost, and I'm certainly not going to be able to get any help or assistance with this. So you want to know what I did? I shut my blinds. <laughs> and I said, nope. <laughs> hell no. As I, I said, like, hell no. You're going to have to roll up in here, whoever you are. You better stay your ass in that pond. <laughs> Not doing it. So I understand why they titled the movie Nope. However, I kind of feel like because it's an alien movie, Them would have been a much better title. Them. And it's interesting because his first movie was Get Out. The second one was Us. And a follow-up with a title of Them would have been just iconic. It would have been iconic. And so listen, I don't know if that was ever going to be the case, but I kind of feel like them was right there, or even they, us and them, would have been a great little combo to follow up us, which I loved also. But, you know, uh-oh, Lord, okay, there we go. But um, I know that Lena Horn, not Lena Horn, not Lena Horn, Lena Waithe has a show on Amazon Prime called Them which she received a lot of flack because a lot of people felt like she kind of just copy pasted Jordan Peele's like vibe from Get Out and Us and then his title and just reworked it. Because a lot of people, including me, when I first heard about them, I was like, oh, shit, Lena Waithe and Jordan Peele teaming up for a show. I'm there. And then to find out I wasn't there, I heard the reviews for them. The show was was so interesting that I have not watched it and I don't plan to and I don't want to hear any details about it. I'm good. I heard enough when it first aired, but I just feel like this movie would have—I just feel like this movie would have made a lot more sense to be titled "Them," regardless of the show. I would have loved for them to be a, the title. Just me, me. Anyway, just my little gripes. Um, my favorite parts of the movie—I would say—let well, me start with this. My favorite theme of the movie, or theme. My favorite scene of the movie—I would have to say—is when they first discover something is off when we first get a peek, that there may be something in the clouds. When, when OJ first looks out and he's like, the fuck? That's my favorite part, that scene, when he's riding his horse and he sees all the lights and he goes all the way, well, no, he's not riding his horse, he's riding in that little cart trying to get his horse. And he sees the lights down by the way and he hears them doing their big announcements and their big show. And he's like, something ain't right about these clouds. When I tell you I've been like looking up a lot more lately and looking at seeing if my clouds move, Florida has everything, crazy ass animals, crazy ass weather. I'm like, y'all better not have aliens too or I'm taking my butt back to crazy ass Texas. That's some crazy that I'm familiar with, the devil you know. So, um, but yeah, I've been looking up at the clouds a lot more but since I watched Nope, which should have been titled Them. Anyway, because it's aliens, right? It's aliens, so it should have been Them. Anyway, let me not, let me not pick a bone. Um, As far as the acting, I'm seeing Kiki Palmer in a very different manner. Now, Kiki Palmer, for those who are saying this is her breakout role, I I don't really know the specifics on why you're saying that. And you might be right, shit, I don't know. I'm not, like, in Hollywood. But what I will say, or, like, into Hollywood in that manner, but what I will say is this... This movie helped me to see her in a different light. I've always seen Kiki as super fun, super exciting. But since she was a child, dramatic roles have not been something that she was averse to. Kiki has been in a lot of shit and played a lot of roles. And so I knew she had the range. What I think is intriguing people is that as an adult, we are seeing her kind of go back into the drama. But the way she balanced the drama and the comedy was a masterpiece. I thought she did phenomenal. I found Kiki to be so endearing in this movie, I could not take my eyes off her. And Daniel Kaluuya is in the same movie. So for me to not be able to take my eyes off Kiki, or excuse me, for me to not be able to take my eyes off Kiki when Daniel Kaluuya is right there, mama was putting in work. She was killing it. I thought she was funny. I thought she was such an interesting character. They did not just give us, brother and sister may or may not get along, there's history there, go. They gave each character depth. They had their own personalities. Also, Daniel Kaluuya's character not being big on communication. Meanwhile, Emerald is the extrovert and she can sell anything. is so freaking relatable. When I tell you, I have that dynamic as well with one of my siblings, whereas when we're together, they tend to take the back seat. they tend to tone it down, and I'm the person who kind of has to step up and, and speak out. And it happens, sibling relationships, I want more studies done on sibling relationships because there is this equal parts ownership, equal parts um, nurturing that happens with siblings that the, the bond you establish as a child lasts forever, regardless of what other pieces of your life you build out. You could have a, a wife, a husband, kids, nieces, nephews, whatever. And then there's still this sense of ownership, this sense of, I have to take care of you that people have with their siblings that I find to be so intriguing. Um, I'm the middle child of four kids. I'm the second oldest child and there are two babies below me. There's my little sister, Trinity, who is 23 in two days. And my little brother, Isaiah, who is 18, he'll be 19 in October. And then there's my older sister, Sakia, who is 36 going on 37. And... I'm the middle Sharon, and I'm 34 <laughs> and the relationships I have with each of them is so different. And so I love shows about siblings. I love movies about siblings because that relationship is so weird. It's so freaking weird. My sister's kids, my older sister's kids, I love her kids as if they're my own. And I know that's in large part cause I don't have my own yet, but there's something about my sister did a thing. And so I always have to have her back on that thing. Cause it's a forever thing. It's like, we made a commitment. You had kids, but we made the commitment. You made me an aunt and now I, I owe you my life (laughs) because I mean, that's the best gift she ever did. My sister has gotten me plenty of beautiful gifts over the years. The best thing she ever did was got made me an aunt. She made me an aunt. Thank you girl. Um, but yeah, she has some awesome kids too. All, All my nieces and nephews are freaking awesome. Um, I'm really lucky, but the point is the sibling relationship is so different. And so this movie really highlighted that. Like my older, my, my niece, Lord, my younger sister Trinity, who is 23 in a couple days, 23 y'all, it's her Jordan year, um, she'll be 23. And I have such a, I gotta let you be an adult. And I don't, I don't think we got the time we deserve together. I, I just would have loved more time with you. I would have loved to bond with you more. Like I, I still see her as that little toddler I still see her as that four-year-old. And when I tell you, when she was four, she had the cutest little laugh. And I, like when I talked to her, I still remember hearing her laugh all the time. I still remember like just looking at her and being like, I'm a big sister, y'all. You bitches is mad, I'm a big sister. Like that was the one thing I wanted to be, was a big sibling because I've been the youngest for 12 years, I wanted some authority, bitch. And I got to be a big sister. And then my dad was like, you thought I hit you one time? about to hit you twice. He had a son. So now I finally had a brother, which I'd never had before, and he's now the baby. And that's Isaiah. And so, although I haven't, I've spent way more time with my sisters than I have my little brother Isaiah, and because of that distance, I think, is why I have this like almost fairy godmother vibe when I'm around him. I don't feel like his sibling. I feel more like an aunt. And so I have to check myself, like, this is your whole-ass sibling. like. <laughs> and so some, like he's actually said, like he's answered me and said yes, ma'am, to me one time. And I was like, oh, no, brother, uh-uh. You're supposed to be giving me noogies. Like, you're supposed to be teasing. You're supposed to be annoying me. You're not supposed to be respectful. That We're not doing that. We're siblings. So... Seeing the relationship between O.J. and Emerald Haywood was something that I loved, and I love that they honed in on that. I also love that they didn't give them spouses. I know that sounds weird, but sometimes too many characters in a movie takes away from the movie. We don't want to carry on four and five storylines. And so I love that they brought in, or I really enjoyed that they brought in the character of Angel Torres. He was the Fry's person, the technical services person at, at Fry's, who came to install all their equipment to, to catch these aliens. And he got super invested in it because, you know, he he knew something was up and he believed in aliens. So he was like, What are y'all up to? And so I like that character. And then they they looped in Michael Wincott's character, Antlers Holst. And that person was this acclaimed director who was known for getting the shot, the money shot, getting the shot that other directors couldn't get. He was so obsessed with his craft. And so it wasn't about the money for him. It was about the shot. And so they bring in this cast of characters who they all loop in. I would have liked to see Nessie a little bit more. Oh, she was played by Barbie Fer- Ferreira. Ferreira. Sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. Ferreria. Ferreira. Ferreira. Um, I would have loved to see her, but she was also an associate at Fry's. And I thought her comedic timing would have been great. I would have loved that a little bit more. But they put together this cast of misfits and with all this underlying relationship stuff and history, and they had them go out on this impossible mission. And when I tell you, it was so good. It was so good. Now, I'm going to try not to give you too much away. Even if you've seen it, I know there's spoilers in this, but I don't want to give too much away if you're, you're cool with spoilers, but you don't want to know the whole movie. So I'll leave it at that. But I'll just say the way they catch this, well, they don't catch it, but the way they catch this alien on film, fucking iconic. It was iconic. I loved it. I was so into it. It took me on a ride because I didn't know where we were going next. And then there's this chimpanzee that was part of this TV show from the days of old and the chimp attacked people on set, killed everybody damn near. And that loops in to the theme of the movie so well, because when you're watching it, you're like, where are we going? Why are we seeing this? What does this have to do with that? And then we know then the movie ends and then we figure it out also I love that Jordan Peele's films honor the intelligence of the viewer and they also honor the imagination of the viewer. All of his films leave you wondering and letting you fill in some of the blanks so that the movie speaks to you in its own way. Two people can watch the same Jordan Peele film film, and get a very different experience. That's not easy to do. (laughs) A lot of films will spoon feed you. So they'll have somebody give you the plot during a phone call or during an interaction where they'll say, I know that we're brother and sister and I know that dad left me the house and didn't leave you anything, but we got to get through this for mom who died chasing aliens, which is the motivation behind our characters. (laughs) So they'll, they'll sit there and they'll spoon feed you. And Jordan Peele does a great job of allowing the viewer to create the movie in their mind. Even though he gives us these beautiful graphics, these beautiful themes and all this stuff. He still allows the movie to manifest for you in its own way. And that is nuance. That is a very tricky thing to accomplish. I don't know that I've ever had that experience before. And so I just thought that was a takeaway. And I'm noticing all his films are like that. So before we saw Nope, we saw Us and Get Out. We watched them both to get in the vibe. And so when we saw Nope, we were all ready for this mystery with aliens and beam me up, Scotty. And we got so much more. So I'll say the reviews were accurate. Yeah. You get a movie that you didn't anticipate getting. You get a lot more. What they advertise is not what happened. Well, it's what happens, but not in the way that your brain is going to put it together. Exactly why I said you you, he allows your imagination to do what it's going to do. So allow your imagination and your sense of wonder to carry your ass over to the theater and see Nope. See it for yourself and then come back here and tell me what you thought about it. So on Rotten Tomatoes, Nope got a whopping 82% on the tomato meter. And the audience score was 69, but I haven't voted yet. So let me get my ass in there and vote and take it up to to 100. (laughs) I'm gonna vote a lot. I'm gonna create a whole bunch of accounts, just kidding. Um, But yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and vote so that my little piece can be added because it certainly deserves, I I think this movie is an eight out of 10 easy. Now, my personal feeling is that it's a nine based on what I like personally, but as a film, as a whole, as a project, I definitely give it an eight out of 10. And I think it's a strong number three actually a strong number two for Jordan Peele films. I think my my top tier is um, Get Out, Nope, and then Us. Now, let me just say this. As far as um, packaging, like the movie package with how they advertise it, all that stuff, Us is number one. The way they advertised Us is so good. I still talk about that rollout, still. It's like a masterclass in how the fuck you roll out a project, bitch. You better do it. Um, But yeah, Us is number one when it comes to project rollout. Um, as well as the movie itself I thought was really, really good. But um um uh, I I found there were so many plot holes that I couldn't get over that distracted me. Like how the hell they get all these things? Like had they made them like we don't know what to do with these these clones. So we're just gonna put y'all to work in like a textile factory and we start to like sub you out or we abandoned you with a whole bunch of fabric and like all you know how to do the only skill we taught you was how to make fabric or something and they decided to make jumpsuits out jumpsuits out of that. That would have made more sense. Uh, I just felt like they needed to fill in some of the gaps. Um, also I thought it was really confusing who we ended up with. I, I know that red was actually the person who ended up alive, but it didn't make sense to me how that was because I think I'm thinking too hard about it. Um, anyway, those are my thoughts on the movie. Nope. I gave it a strong eight out of 10 for personal, I mean eight out of 10 as a project, nine out of 10 for my personal likes. Um, and I recommend if you have not already go ahead and see it, go see it. And then come back and tell me what you thought. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and comment and tell me what you think you're going to be in for. Ask me any questions, share with me your thoughts and comments. I want to hear them and I want to engage with you about them. So again, that's the movie. Nope. Go freaking see it. Recommend, recommend, recommend. I would say it got a nine out of 10 stars for me. It was very good. Very, very good. It, I mean, the opening, sequ- everything about that movie was good. I enjoyed it and I need to go back and see it because now that I've watched it, I need to go back and consume it. I need to go consume it. I feel like I've cooked a meal, but I haven't partaken. I need to go eat it again. I need to go consume, take it all in. Knowing Now that I know what the twists and turns, now I can go back and watch for the detail. I can go watch for the signs. I can watch for the hints. I can watch for the, oh bitch, you had it right in my face. I, I can go back and watch it for that stuff. So. Leave me your thoughts if you're listening to this on YouTube. Leave me your thoughts uh, and opinions in the comments. Go ahead and like this video. Subscribe to my channel. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please rate me everywhere podcasts are provided. Please rate me on your platform. And if you have the option, I know that if you are listening on Anchor, you can do this. But if you have the option, please feel free to leave your comments wherever you are able to do that via podcast. Thank you so much for watching. You can follow me listening. You can follow me everywhere on social media at Sherry and Sade, except for Facebook because I... Next it but instagram and twitter i'm your girl um so anyway thank you so much for listening and i will see you next time bye